What's up, everybody? Josh Tapp here again, and welcome back to the Lucky Titan Podcast. So today, I'm so excited to bring Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian on the mic. We brought her on because Rebecca started off her career producing over $30 million in sales for Franklin Covey, and then went on to found the Badass Women's Council. She's here today to share with us how to ban burnout, how to build community, and how to boost business. So with that, Rebecca, let's hop right in. All right, Rebecca. So tell us one thing about yourself that most people don't know. Okay. I'm not sure you're ready for this. Oh boy. <laughs> this, this is also going to age me. So it just is what it is. Hey, there you go. I actually worked at the hotel that broadcast the very first MTV spring break oh. as a bartender <laughs> and um, a shooter girl, quite frankly. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. That is, I mean, you were saying you're pretty transparent, but if nobody knows that, that's, that's pretty good news, right? <laughs> and, and what's interesting is a lot of people do know that because I tell everything about everything. So, <laughs> so there the, you the go. Least known, the least known fact about yourself. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, I gave everybody a little bit of some, you know, some details about you before we started, but what, you know, give us a little bit of background about yourself and where you're currently at. Yeah. So I spent a ton of years in corporate America in leadership positions. Um, Most recently, I spent uh, many years with the Franklin Covey organization, which is most known for the seven habits of highly effective people, Dr. Stephen R. Covey, but also the planner business was a big part of their legacy and history, not not currently, and did a lot of work for them, uh, sales as well as consulting speaking. A lot of my client work was in the best-selling book, The Four Disciplines of Execution. Um, so it's a big leap from the shooter girl at MTV to sharing <laughs> the stage with Dr. Stephen R. Covey, but somehow me and the good Lord above made that work. <laughs> that is awesome. And so currently you've, you've kind of stepped out and done your own thing. Yeah. So about, gosh, it's four years ago now. I, you know, anytime your career is going really well and you're making good money and making a difference, you should quit that and go start your own business. Yeah. Makes perfect sense, <laughs> which is why I didn't tell my mother for a little bit that I had done. Yeah. Um, I just had, have always known that I was going to do my own thing. Wasn't sure when, wasn't sure what, quite frankly, but I reached, um, you know, that midlife, I was getting ready to turn 50 and I thought, you've got a lot of dreams and goals and ideas written in all these journals and up on vision boards and dream boards and you only have a finite number of years left to do those, so you should probably get on it. And so I launched out on my own and really just spent the first probably year, 18 months doing anything that people asked for based on my background, trying to figure out what my specific thing was. You know how it is in the early days. Somebody says, hey, do you? And whatever they say, you say, absolutely. And then you go home (laughs) and you figure out, how am I going to do that? And what am I going to charge for it? I did a lot of, you know, coaching keynote speaking, facilitation, um, just winging it really for the first 18 months, to be honest. Yeah. Well, that actually brings up an interesting question for me. I just read an article just the other day and somebody was talking about, it was on LinkedIn, one of the big publishers on there was talking about, don't fake it. Um, it's like too many people are lying about like, the skills that they have. So, so what would you say is kind of the difference between you know, like what you're saying, yeah. going out and, and discovering it and, and just lying and saying you're good at it? I mean, what? Because I had 30 years of experience doing it for somebody else. See, there you go. I I mean, 
bottom line. Now I can say that to you right now, confidently, like, yeah, duh. Right. <laughs> but, but the first year it's this weird dynamic. You're doing in essence, the same work that you've always done, right. but because somebody is paying you directly and you, you don't have a brand to fall back on or anything else to fall back on. It's this weird shake to your confidence. Yeah. And I was lucky to have people around me to help remind me of that. When I'd get a little funky about stuff, they'd say, you know, you sold $30 million worth of stuff for somebody else fairly recently. And I was like, oh yeah, that was me. <laughs> I'm good at this, aren't I? And they're like, yeah, you are. <laughs> So would you recommend that to somebody who say they're, they're just kind of starting off on their entrepreneurial journey, you know, should they be accruing that experience beforehand or, or how do you, you know, differentiate between just faking it or, you know, being a step ahead? You know, I think everybody is wired with unique gifts and talents. And sometimes we use those unique gifts and talents in ways that we don't get paid for, but it right. doesn't mean we're not good at them. Right. Yeah. And so if you've taken something that you're interested in and that you've just researched more than anybody else, and but yet you haven't necessarily been paid for it yet, that doesn't mean that you're not well on your way to being an expert in it. I'll, I'll give you an example. Okay. My ex-husband is um, had been in a variety of careers, um, technology sales, you know, corporate kind of stuff. And he had a passion for wanting to build lakes and ponds and and we bought this property and he built a lake <laughs> like he studied topography maps and studied and studied and studied and studied and and did it and it was beautiful and then he had been studying fish stocking and taking care of you know the algae for for our pond and our lake and he was giving away tons of free advice on all of these online platforms. And then the, you know, um, industry changed that he was being paid in and he was looking for another job. And I finally said to him one day, I'm like, you know, people pay you to build right. lakes and ponds and stock them and treat their ponds. <laughs> and he was like, well, I, I, I don't, you know, I don't have a degree in it. I don't have this. I don't have, I'm right. like, you have more hours studying it than, than most people that are doing it for a business right now. And you right. have done it for us here, right here. Yeah. And he, and he went and created this business and he's killing it, right. um, which is super exciting. But that's, that's, that's awesome. a perfect example of, he knew more about it than most and then it was time to get paid for it. Yeah. Well, I, I love, you know, that story, especially just because of the, I mean, for him, he's like, oh, it's just a hobby, right? And I feel like for a lot of us, I mean, it doesn't mean your, your business always needs to be built off of a hobby, but like you're saying, sometimes we have these skills that we don't know we have and we're, we're not willing to step out and do it as a business because, oh, I'm not getting paid for it. Or I couldn't get paid for it. But most of those skills you can teach to other people. Yeah, and absolutely. people are willing to pay for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Well, that was, that was kind of a tangent, but I think you were uniquely qualified to answer those questions. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Pond Life Consulting if anybody needs a fountain or you know, any, any help. <laughs> Pond Life Consulting. Hey, there we go. I will even, I'll put that in the show notes. Awesome. Because I actually probably will reach out to him because I want a pond someday. So. Actually, I think he's the, like the number five fountain dealer in the country now. Like, oh, wow. Dang. Like, he's significant. <laughs> yeah, it's a great story. Hey, I love that. Yeah, we're going to reach out to him. I'll tell my wife. <laughs> awesome. So it's pondlifeconsulting.com. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. 
done deal. That will be in the show notes if you Shout want. Shout out on. to the ex-husband. So here, there you Ooh, go. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, now let's talk a little bit more about what you are doing. Yeah. We know what your ex-husband did. So what are you doing now? <laughs> so after I spent about, like I said, a little over a year, maybe two, I don't even know, um, just doing all the things that I had been doing, keynote speaking, coaching, consulting for small business. One of the things that was really interesting that bubbled up is when I gave my notice to Franklin Covey, where I'd worked previously, I gave a six month notice, had a lot of time to repair, but I had this realization. Okay. So now I'm an entrepreneur, which is alone. Right. And I'm leaving most of the relationships that I had had for 16 years that had become my friends all over the world because the work is what tied us together, right? All the conference right. calls, all the conferences, all the client work. And it was a bit of a freak out because I thought, not only am I leaving my job that I love, but I'm not going to be able to stay connected with these people. Right. Because they're going to be too busy. We're going to be in different worlds. And it was like, oh my gosh, not only do I have to build a business, I got to go find friends. Right. <laughs> Literally. And so I did. I got really intentional and I thought, you know what? I have never felt like I had like my people in my local neighborhood because I had traveled so much. I thought I'm going to find my people. And I put this group together. It ended up being six women and myself. And I flippantly called us the badass women's council because we were all <laughs> entrepreneurs and I had used the word badass before Jen made it a book. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and I'm a little cranky that she got there first, but that's for another day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I put us all together and, and it was so interesting. I said, Hey, let's just meet once a month, support each other's businesses, see what we can learn from each other. Right. And, and within the first meeting, everybody said they didn't know how much they needed that until we had it. And now we've been together for over two years and we've become significant parts of each other's lives. But what it also showed me was that people started asking how to get in. Right. People would say, I see you guys meeting here once a month. How do you get into the Badass Women's Council? And I thought, oh my gosh, this is a need that pe that's especially women really have. And so I started studying it a little bit and I uncovered this fact that isolation and loneliness is actually number three underneath obesity and smoking for health concerns. And, and you, you, you hear that and you're like, oh my gosh. And then you realize, yeah, I, I, I totally get that. Right. And so this idea of working with high achieving career women around isolation and loneliness became a key part of my keynote speeches, a key part of my coaching and my business. So, so that was my first kind of narrow the focus a little bit. And then I stumbled upon the report that the World Health Organization put out that burnout is now at epidemic proportions and could be labeled as a disease by 2024, I think they said. Wow. Yeah. And so I laid out all of the the data in that report of what the symptoms are, what it's causing it, all, all, the, all the things, and, and really started to cater my business to high achieving career women that are facing burnout and really need to build community. And that coupled with my business consulting experience has really become my niche market. So yeah. I finally found it, which as, <laughs> as you know, as a marketer makes life a whole lot easier. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm super excited about where things are now. 
I love that. Well, now you're out of the trial and error stage. You just can really hone in on your craft and say, okay, like how can I provide the best experience for these people? Yeah. Now, yeah. as we're talking before, women are kind of your primary focus, but you work with, with people, men and women, right? Yeah, I do. Especially in keynotes, conferences and things like that. When I get hired for a keynote speech, it's typically men and women, but I do a lot of women's conferences. A lot of my um, executive coaching clients are women. Um, it's a sweet spot for me for sure. Yeah, I love that. Well, I have to let everybody know the reason why I contacted Rebecca in the first place was because her, her tagline. So it was ban burnout, build community and boost business. That's awesome. I didn't realize that's what, what drew me in. Yay. Yeah. I was like, Hey, you've got I'm like ban burnout. Yeah. I I've had that. <laughs> I need help awesome. with that. <laughs> so hey. I want, I want to just wonder if you would delve in a little bit into, especially the ban burnout piece of that. Um, so all of us can, I, I feel like that's like you're saying an epidemic right now, um, especially in entrepreneurialism. It's so easy to get burned out, especially if the financial result isn't coming in. So, right. so explain right. that a little bit. So the, the characteristics of burnout, according to the report, are that your energy is in decline. You are having a cynicism associated with your work and that your professional efficacy is starting to decline as well. Um, and I think as entrepreneurs, the thing that is critical for us is knowing, knowing the limits and the guardrails of, of our work. I mean, I, my process is I, I teach people that there are three aspects to thriving in life and business, story, money, and rhythm. And so your story as an entrepreneur, and even as anyone with, with high achieving career goals, our careers are really important to us. In fact, if, if most of us, if we were to win a ton of money, we still would do some sort of career endeavor because it's just such a part of who we are. Right. But we have to be really careful that we, we don't make this our entire lives, right? Yeah. And it's so easy to do when you love what you do, but then your story starts to get really boring and narrow, right? Yeah. And we think it's like the coolest thing ever because we're building this thing and we're building it to, to make money and we're also building it to probably serve a particular audience or, or solve a problem. But if you're not careful, you can shrink your world by thinking you're growing your business. Yeah, that's that's really a good line. I might have to use that. <laughs> that is a good line. I might use it too. <laughs> I just have to quote you twice, and it's mine, right? That's right. <laughs> well, so uh, no, I really like that. I mean, so when you're working with with clients, so you're helping people in in overcoming this burnout. What do you typically see for them as kind of their, you know, their primary factors? Is it just because they're they're spending too much time by themselves as well, or is it? That can be a part of it. So another two parts of, of what we talk about are reflection and connection. So yeah. reflection is really important to know your unique gifts and talents, know why you do what you do, really have your purpose nailed. But connection is really key in two ways. One, are you connecting with the customers that you serve? Are you solving problems for them? Are you really engaging with them? It can't just be for the money, as we know. Right. But connection is also about, do you have those people in your life that, you can really be yourself. 
that understand when things are not going well and can be a good support, but also can celebrate with you when things are, are going really well because it's right. much more fun to celebrate with someone. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, sometimes you have those big wins and then you look around and, you know, the dog and, you know, the, the FedEx guy are the only people you've seen all day. Right. And you're like, yeah. who, who do I have to celebrate with? So you've got to have those people that you can say, hey, meet me for coffee. I just had a big win. Yeah. Um, and, and just going out and doing things for fun that gives your brain new and unique perspective on the business when you get back to it is really important. I love that. So is that bad to have that be somebody you work with? To have that support uh, person? I don't think it's good or bad. I think you better like the people that you work with. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, plus, I think you also work with your wife. So, so you want to make sure you, you that, that that's a that's a good thing too, right? Um, but I also like to to connect with people who do things very differently than I do in terms of work and 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 even perspectives, because that's how I get my perspective broadened. Is when I meet with people that do things that are not at all like my day to day work. Right. I love that. Well, and that's really your next step, right? Building the community. So, so where do we, where do you send people to build that community? I mean, is it something they build themselves or is it like they can join a community or what? So I have one they can join if you are a high achieving woman. It's called the badasswomenscouncil.community and it really is an online community that the um, algorithms are set to um, connect people based on their interest in their geography. So once you log in and, and you start to participate and comment on certain topics that I have listed, which are those three, band burnout, build community, and boost business, it'll show you who's in your local area that are interested in the same things. And then, and then you could reach out and say, hey, want to grab some coffee? I met you on this platform, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that's one way. And But one of the things that's really interesting when I work with clients is – I have them list out, you know, who, who's, who are your people? I just start with that really broad question. Who are your people? And, and then we start to look at who do they have that can really speak truth into their lives? Who do they have that are really supportive? And, and making sure they're being intentional about building community because that's the key. Right. Just be intentional about it. <coughs> Sorry. Hey, I, you didn't throw in the disclaimer, so I have to. So Rebecca's a stud. She's doing this while she's sick. So uh, we have to sorry. forgive the coughing. That's sort of <laughs> I don't have one of those buttons like they do on TV or the cough button or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Turn the mic off. Yeah, right. I love that. So again, it's just about being intentional. I think a lot of times we just end up with the people in our lives kind of happenstance, right? right? So you've got your work friends, you've got your kids, sports friends, you might have your high school friends, your college friends. But it's important that every once in a while you just kind of take that inventory to say, hold on, do I have the right people in my life for this season? Because we grow and evolve and change and it's important that we have the right kind of community for the season of life that we're in. Yeah. Well, I feel like the busier you get, the harder it is to, you know, give yourself time for everybody, even though you're like, I love these people. I want to be around them, but you're like, I, I can't always be around everybody all the time. Right. So you have to kind of pick and choose who to be around. Right. I love That's that. True. Especially because you're saying there's during the season too, because it doesn't mean you have to put them off and say, I'm never going to be around these people again. 
but it allows you to say, okay, well for now, if I'm trying to grow my business, I need to be around more business owners or, you know, I'm trying to improve my spiritual life. I need to be around more people, you know, who believe in God or whatever. Right. No, um, absolutely. And, and who, who was it? Jeff Rohn that said you're the five average. people you, average yeah, average five five people people. you spend the most time with. There's some real truth to that. There's actually some studies that just came out. One of my friends was sharing with me and I won't be able to quote where it came from, but you know, on the downside, it was, it was saying things like if you spend time with people that are overweight, you're much more likely like a, like an 80% chance that you'll become overweight too. And if he's right. like, they had some of these and you're like, wow, that's putting some <laughs> real stake in that community building game, right? right. Like it's interesting. Um, but you do, you start to look and talk and act like the people that you hang out with. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's kind of scary sometimes. I, I don't, really recommend for most people that they look into that because you'll start saying, I can't be around anybody because <laughs> <laughs> paranoia starts to set in. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I, I, I think another aspect of that is to know when people need to, when you need to let go of people. Yeah. You know, that, that was a part of my journey when I started my business and um, it was painful. Um, but there are some people that aren't going to support your next level. And if, right. if that's the case, then you got to get really serious with yourself about what that means. And sometimes that's a part of it. Yeah. You almost need like a counselor for that to be able to <laughs> decide how and when should I be avoiding yeah. these people and or moving to the next level. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of therapy. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> we'll throw in something that's shown us, but no, just kidding. <laughs> well, you know what? One of my first, um, podcast guest on my podcast yeah. was my previous therapist. Oh, really? I just brought her on and she talked about the voices in our heads. And I, I now refer to it as the little bitch that lives in our head that tells <laughs> us that we're not enough. Right. right. Yeah. And especially as an entrepreneur, she gets super loud. She gets yeah. cranky. And my motto for my clients is just put her in, in the passenger seat with a seatbelt and a snack and just let her know you're driving. Cause right. you just got to do that. Right. But the way that all played out is um, I had my therapist on my podcast. She's still, she's still the top um, viewed show. Really? Yeah. And this, is, this was over a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, why do I even record more? <laughs> yeah, I, seriously, I'm going to call her after we're done. <laughs> yeah, okay, good work. <laughs> well, I think it's because the need is so high. Um, I'd be curious to see what she, what she has to say. I'm going to look that episode up. It's called The Voices in Our Head. Voices in our head. On Badass Women's Council podcast. Please do go listen. You're going to have like 50 links in this, but that's okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, awesome. Yeah, you've mm -hmm. left us with a lot to think about. Well, so, I mean, we're, we're coming to the end of our time here, but for you, you know, you've talked about, you've built out these communities, but you actually just started a new community. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. One. Well, and that's the one I was just talking about, the Badass Women's Council community. And, and I built that because I do want high achieving women to be more courageous in reaching out to connect with people that support them in life and business. And here's what I know about career women. We're so busy, especially if we're a mom and we're taking care of everything else that we're not going to go to a networking event and we're not going to go and, and do any of those things unless we know it's going to have significant value. We're just right. not going to risk it because we've all been to some crappy networking things. And so we're like, I don't, we, we say to ourselves, I don't have time for that. Um, the biggest one is when I get caught up, I'll do something like that. We, 
which is never going to happen. Right. Um, and so, so the online community was a chance for people to kind of put their toe in the water and say, who are these people in here? Are they right. my people? Are they worth getting together and spending any of my real life in person time with them? And so then once you get into the community, I'll start hosting events in areas where we have a high concentration of users and give them a chance to meet in real life. But I just thought it would be great for them to at least kind of nose around in there and see who's in there and if they're worth their time. Yeah. And so the URL for that's badasswomenscouncil.community, right? Yep. Okay. So we, we'll send them all there because that's I, what I, one of the things I have to praise you on at that I think I might have to change my my trajectory here with our group. <laughs> yeah. I really like that you've decided to pull, instead of having a Facebook group, you've built your own community. Um, mm-hmm. The reason why is that the problem I'm seeing online right now with a lot of people and their communities is there's so much noise that while they're even in your community, they're going to have ads popping up. They're going to have their notifications are going to draw them away. And so a lot of people aren't really getting that full engagement. So I really like that you're building that off platform and I may have to copy you on that. So I highly <laughs> encourage it. Look into it. It's called the mighty networks. Mm-hmm. And I was really intentional before I launched this at first I was going to build my own and the cost of that was just ridiculous and right. so much risk involved. And then lo and behold, I found this, um, from another podcast, of course. That's where we get all of our great ideas. That's why podcast, I interview right? podcasters. You guys That's give me the right. best ideas. <laughs> That's right. And it's it's built for community. The Mighty Networks is literally built to build community. Which is Amazing. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to look into that. The Mighty Networks. Tell them I sent you. Maybe I'll get a discount. Hey, there we go. Shoot <laughs> me a code. <laughs> I love it, Rebecca. Well, before we sign off, what what is your last parting piece of guidance and how can people connect oh, with you? Parting piece of guidance. Know why you're doing what you're doing on not just the big stuff, but in the day-to-day work. You know, it's easy to just get habitual and get strangely loyal to things that have little to no value and to really take a minute each week as you're looking at your plan for the week and ask yourself, why am I doing this? Does Where does it add value? I think that's my my big takeaway. And you can find me. Um, LinkedIn is a great place to connect with me because that's often where I put all the things. Um, yeah. It's Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian, but also the Badass Women's Council dot community. I would love it uh, for the women uh, that are listening to your podcast to come in and check out what's happening there. Absolutely. Well, we will send them there and thank you for coming on. You bet. Thanks, Josh. Do you have a question specific to your industry that you want answered by a top professional? If so, hop on over to the Lucky Titan Facebook page. On this page, we are going to help you answer those questions and get you connected with the top individual who can answer your question. So with that, hop on over to the Lucky Titan Facebook page.